Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back, Trident Wargaming. We've got a, another 40k podcast here for you. I'm joined with Arthur from Charging from Deep Strike Studios. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. So Arthur was on the uh, podcast there a little while back. We were talking about 40k action, upcoming events and stuff. Some of these events have actually gone down now. Uh, recently, uh, we started dabbling in 40k, waiting for... Waiting for some uh, systems to update, but more on that later. Um, Arthur, I guess, just start things off on the hobby front. What's yeah, you mean? know what? Last time we were talking, we were talking about our future pointy-eared overlords. I was very excited. Yeah. Because Eldar were were on the horizon, and uh, you know the horizon was looking pretty good. All of the leaks, all of the playtests that came out, the codex that you could see, everything was pointing to you know, another year of pointy-eared overlords. And uh, I, I have been pumping out the nicest army I have ever painted in, like, this... It's all scale 75. There's no metallics at all. If there's any metallic-looking thing, it's all been non-metal metallics. Uh, and I, I'm about 60% done, like, a tournament list for some of the upcoming events. But I have so much in the backlog. And, like, my my hobby ADHD is kicking me in the pants. I want to start 30k. I want to start another 40k. I want to do other projects. That's what it's all about. But we got to get, you know, this Eldar focused and done. I want more than a list. I want to be able to have some diversity to kind of adapt. So it's it's going well. And uh, I'll throw some pictures here your way that we can share. Definitely. For anyone who wants to take a look. Definitely. I, I've actually, yeah, I've had the pleasure of seeing some of Arthur's uh, units all painted up uh, at the club and they are looking pretty legit, I have to admit. So, The plan right now is to get everything done, and then I started some freehand on some stuff, and I want to be able to put that into everything as well. Uh, and I, I got the idea for this freehand from this Instagram account, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I'll find it and I'll plug it. And he had just done some amazing stuff that looks great on jet bikes, and uh, I wanted to emulate that, and I did, and it worked out great. But I think the biggest trick this time around is uh, the different paints. Citadel paints are great, but this is my first time like not using any, trying entirely other brands. And there's uh, a lot of different stuff you can do with slightly different paint formulas. True. So if there's anyone out there that's never tried to try different types of paint, uh, anything like that, uh, I would definitely recommend giving that a go. It's true, it's true. Because like, even yourself, you got that hobby hack where you like to use those gold markers, right? Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, for the Titanicus trim, um, they are a lifesaver. It's a Liquidex paint pen. Highly recommend. So you're not in but, trim uh, hell. Now you actually just swapped off scale 75. I did. You decided to go a different route. I did. Um, they were finicky, I guess, to say the least, for what I was trying to do with the airbrush. And I also have, like, a, I bought, like, the top-tier... Uh, kickstarter from duncan Rhodes when he was dropping the two thin coats 
uh, Kickstarter. So that's supposed to be shipping in the next month. And that's like the whole range, all the paints and technicals and stuff. So all in dropper bottle forms. And uh, I was just, yeah, yeah. With more coming in, I, I figured it was time to pass off the scale 75. So I'm uh, I'm kind of excited to see this tooth and coats. It looks like, you know, your everyday range of 60 paints, right? Yeah. Uh, a few of each color so you can, you know, blend and highlight and layer. Um, are they, are they are acrylic based, I assume? They are, yeah. Um, and are they, they're kind of like the Citadel kind? They're like, they're not speed paints, right? No, they're not speed paints. Uh, they're, they're probably very comparable in between like G-Dub and that uh, Model Air, I'm going to say. Gotcha. So. Well, I'm looking at them right now, and even as I look at some of the colors, like I can, I can definitely pick out. Oh yeah, that's that's corn red, that's blood angels red, or whatever it's called. Uh, that's moot green. The layer, the purples look exactly like Nagaroth, Xenos, and uh, the Gene Sealer Cult one. It looks like kind of a ripoff of Citadel paint. Very, very much so. And that's, I won't lie, that's kind of my wheelhouse. I've been a G Dub kid for. 25 years so i've always right. pretty much used their stuff i have some vallejo stuff you know a little model air game color but uh for the most part it's it's mostly been g-dub oh and some of this is some old callbacks to gw paint like uh their their silver highlight is called mithril and mithril i think that's silver. what back when they were in those uh there was black were they screw on pots back then um they were the beginning of a it was just the beginning of the their flip up with the old the black cap screw ons. That was right when right. kind of mithril was around. Yeah, the hexagon shape or whatever. Now there's some really nice paints in here. I'll have to come check those out. Oh, for sure. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things we want to talk about, other than hobby, was like ongoing current Games Workshop stuff. It's true. It's true. Something big happened this week, Bill. What happened? Well, the balanced data slate came out, and it was awesome. So, it being was that damn like awesome, you are you know you're you're a wargaming veteran, but you don't know everything there is about current ninth edition. No, like I couldn't throw a codex at you, and you couldn't tell me like, oh, these are the most common builds like that. So, from someone that's coming into it with your experience, what does this balance update mean to you? Overall, kind of uh, taking a peek at what some of the stuff that's listed on there, over the couple games like I played of Ninth, it seems like a step in the right direction for Marines, anyways. Uh, I'll just I'll talk briefly on that because that's kind of what I know. Um, with that armor of contempt, it does make them feel more durable, um, like the fluff. If that makes sense. I, I still think there might be a little bit of an issue with damage output, but that's just my personal opinion based on three games of ninth so far. So um, take that with a little grain of salt. Uh, but overall, it seems like a decent uh, a decent hit for everybody. I keep getting tired of seeing Dark Eldar on there. I uh, it does hurt my hurt my soul a little bit every time I you know see them on the balance sheet i was just like uh what else are they taking out of the book but um, oh so if you don't know this isn't new changes this is just the old changes carried over oh it's just more oh okay so it's it's nothing new like anything on there is stuff they'd already changed um oh, now it's just like official in a pack kind of thing 
Yeah, so they never took it off. The only thing actually that changed is on the last one, Knights got some updates into, like, they give the big dudes obsec, I think, and the little dudes they counted as the amount of models or as, like, five or ten or something like that. Or maybe I have oh, that backwards. Okay. But that actually got removed, and they said it's because there's a new Knight Codex coming out. So anyone who's an avid Knight player, until that Codex comes out, they got fucked. <laughs> That's but let me let me tell you what the most exciting part about this. When you were growing up, did you play Halo? I never played Halo One, but I did. I did start playing uh, at, at Halo Three. All right, now who's the main character of Halo? It's Chief, man. The it's the man. Master Chief. Master Chief. And like, what's fucking special about the Master Chief? He's, what's his whole he's, deal? He's the man. <laughs> he's the man. He's and the one. He wears a suit of Spartan armor. Spartan and power armor. He's a yeah. one-man army, right? He fucking walks in. He doesn't stop. If he's playing a video game, he's just pressing W the entire time, and he just annihilates everything, his incoming bolts, and everything kind of bounces off his armor. It's true. I don't know which Halo game it was, but he literally jumped from space, fell, and lived. They just had to boot him up. Yeah, I, I do remember seeing that. I can't remember what uh, one that was, but yeah, they find him in the ground, all locked now, and hanging out. He was sick. He was the best. He was kick-ass. Now, you played Doom as a kid, right? Oh, yeah. What's fucking cool about the Doom Marine? Same thing. <laughs> Only Same one. Thing. He's just a badass in power armor and killing demons. Right. Okay. Now, did you by chance watch the show The Expanse? The Expanse, I've dabbled only briefly. Um, I've told it is legit. I have not it, uh, jumped in yet. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, it's good. And, you know, there's essentially this war between Earth and Mars at some point in time. And uh, the Martians, they got some more kick-ass technology. And they suit up their Martian Marines in this power armor. And uh, there's a scene where this one chick just walks out into space. She's, like, you know, in her mag boots on the hull. And uh, some people try to ambush her. They're trying to, like, pirate her ship. And she, bullets just bounce off her as she, like, you know, walks at her full relentlessly, spinning her gatling gun. She fucks everything up. She's great. Awesome. So all these things in common is that, like, this, there's this, this, I don't know, this amazing thing about power armor. And when we talk about Warhammer 40k, the first army everyone gets into and falls in love with is almost always Space Marines. It's true. And when you read the fluff, you know, they slap their bolters to their thigh, they run it, oncoming gunfire as Marines around them are torn to shreds by heavy bolters, and Marines don't care, right? Guardsmen are blowing up beside them. And they're just walking through it. They don't know any fear. They're they're literal walking gods. And the game does not resemble that. No. Games Workshop did something really cool with 9th edition. They brought out every single codex, and they really tried to make every single unit in every codex have value. So like prior, you might have two fighting units. Like take Eldar, for example. You'd have striking scorpions, and you'd have banshees. And in the last codex, I think banshees had two attacks. And while they had some AP on their swords, they didn't really have a role and they weren't really kick-ass. But now, Banshees are a dedicated anti-infantry heavy armor killer. And Striking Scorpions are the opposite. They're the anti, like, they have a bunch of little attacks. Uh, and every codex kind of resembles that where everything is awesome. Now, the downside of that is that there's been a proliferation of armor piercing. Because for something to feel awesome, it has to have at least AP1. And the downside ultimately, is that power armor doesn't feel awesome. No. <laughs> no. Because you've played a few games in 9th. You've played, you played power armor, and what does it feel like? 
um prior to that armor of contempt it feels very much like tissue paper most stuff is ap like minus one uh there's a lot of minus two two damage stuff out there so you know when you're just rolling threes and primaris marines are just flying off the table that definitely hurts quite a bit and it doesn't feel like you're playing marines now you also play a lot of horus heresy you played seventh and sixth and like Marines used to be famous and frustrating because they're rolling their three-ups. Yeah. And they don't do that anymore. Uh, I did get to play a game, two games actually, with Armor of Content, and it was against Thousand Suns. Now, if you don't know Thousand Suns, Ooh. their gimmick is a rule called All is Dust. And anything that's not two damage uh, or multi-damage, more than one damage, they get plus one armor save against. So, a Terminator, a Thousand Suns Terminator, has a two-up armor save. Now, if I'm shooting a minus two gun at him uh, that only does one damage, he effectively has a one-up armor save. If he's in cover, he has a zero armor save. Uh, so I do minus two. That still takes him to uh, a two-up. Now, if I do a minus three attack, like the, you know some of the heaviest stuff, yep. uh, this armor of contempt still triggers on top of that, and they're still rolling two-ups. True. And so kind of for the first time, this, this, and you know, Thousand Suns is an extreme example because of the all is dust rule that also has cover into it. But power armor actually feels like power armor. Uh, the, my opponent had some rubrics and some Thousand Suns and they just weren't failing staves as they walked towards me, killing everything in their path. And as much as I was like, damn, I'm pretty sure fire dragons should have killed that. That's <laughs> fucking sick. And I want to play Marines. Yeah. Yeah. Marines, uh, like, when I read that Armor of Contempt, I immediately was thinking Redemptor and my Terminators. Terminators, I think, will feel like Terminators again. Right. You know, hard to kill unless you have the dedicated thing to yeah. kill them. Hard to kill uh, and great for holding objectives, spitting out with heavy bolters. I, I'm obviously, you know, being a big heresy player, I, I'm always sitting on heresy pattern Terminator armor. And yeah, I've got a squad of cataphracty with the Pop Goes Monkey Executioner add-ons for the shoulders and whatnot. So they're looking extra bulky, and I'm probably gonna get them painted into an actual list. It's nice to have a drop. And they're gonna, too. they're gonna be fucking great right now with yeah. that. Uh, the other part of that is actually with the way the cover system works now, and this armor of contempt, Marines in cover, they don't move. I think there's going to be a lot of more value in, you know, things that ignore cover. Um, things that, like, prevent cover from happening. I, I think that there's going to be value in that. It's plus one for Imperial Fists. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, unfortunately, I think that this is a Band-Aid fix on, on a broken solution. There has to be a better way to make all of your dudes feel special. But also, you know, what about someone who has, uh, like and I hate to use the example of Eldar because everyone hates on it, but striking scorpions and uh, fire dragons, they have heavy aspect armor and those eventually give them power armor. And, you know, you know, they're obviously not as armored as space Marines, but they're going to have the same problem as this is they're never going to get to roll three ups. Uh, so I, I think this is just a band aid, and this doesn't even count is if there's other units that aren't either uh, Chaos Space Marines, regular Space Marines, or Adeptus Sororitas that wear power armor for some reason, they don't get that benefit. I was reading some of that stuff. I guess um, the Fallen Fallen guys are kind of sad because they don't 
get either, and then Custodes obviously missed the uh, boat on this one too. Which is, you know, kind of goofy. Custodes seems like they should get it, but I mean, if Custodes got it, maybe they'd be too powerful. Yeah, it's hard to say. I am starting to wonder if the old armor system of All or Nothing was better. Because it created dedicated roles. You know, it, you had units that had AP3, and they, those were marine killers. Yeah. You had units that were AP2, and those were special. And then AP2 and AP1 shots had bonuses against heavy armor tanks, which is what you wanted, right? It's it's true. It's true. Um, with the heresy, that's still very much the case, and it does feel nice, like, Marines operate a little bit differently in Heresy, although most of them, believe it or not, um, with the rumored 2.0, are going to be popping up with two wounds for most of the units, which is going to be nice. Um, some still have one wound, but uh, my 20-man blob squads in the game, you know, of just power armor Marines with an apothecary, feel very durable compared to a lot of the 40k primary stuff that I'm running. So it's it's interesting to see how the changes from system to system are. Right. And minus I one my... does a lot. Minus one does a lot. And you're not rolling power armor anymore. No. I uh I, I find myself missing some of the, the core rules of seventh. Just things like uh vehicle facings. Um you know what? Maybe even armor value. Have you 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 play occasionally horse heresy still? Yeah. Um, you'd have more experience. Like, do you miss armor value on vehicles or hull points, or is that um, a system that's better gone? Because I'm looking with nostalgia glasses. Armor value is nice. It makes very like you know heavy tanks feel like heavy tanks. Uh, in again in the rumors for ninth, uh, dreadnoughts and leviathans have gone to a toughness wound system, very much like ninth is, okay. where they more or less operate as like monstrous creatures now which I right. think plays a lot to their benefit because they are a lot more durable and can do a lot more damage versus getting one-shotted by that combi melta. <laughs> right? Like and Dreadnoughts kind of are like monstrous creatures, really. They are, absolutely. Um, when you're comparing them to uh, Battle Automata in the game or even uh, Thanatars that the Mechanicum get, it's the same thing. Leviathans and Dreadnoughts should have toughness and wounds like they're getting. It just makes sense. Um, so that that's one of the biggest uh, bonuses. I think the tanks are good sticking with armor value, though, um, and facings and whatnot. Because I, I won't lie, some of the mechanics for Ninth right, are a little, little kind of crazy. You know, you got the ass end huh. of your repulsor sticking out. And every, the Santana can see you, so every, yeah, all every guns gun are can down. fire at you, right? Which, like, don't get me wrong, in seventh, like orcs were like that with their open top vehicles. If you could draw a lot of sight from any point of the vehicle, you could fire. Which, okay, that's fine, but an orc truck is not a repulsor. The repulsor is no. insane. It's got like six different guns. You're rolling probably close to thirty dice, just just you know rattling off shots, and it's just it's obscene. So. I would like to see the vehicles, big tanks, stay armor with uh, wounds, or sorry, with uh, hull points. But wounds toughness, it it's cool. It's a different system. It's a different way to play. So it shakes it up a little bit. Uh, I want to talk more about Horus Heresy after. We're, we're kind of getting on that topic. Yes, yes. Uh, 
do they still use the old wound chart where if like if you have two more strength than someone's toughness you get two plus to wound for the most part yeah okay i uh i was wondering about that too if that was a better system or not i think that the wound system now for ninth is of improvement i i would like to say it is as well um we were talking where ninth has a very much a easier system to know your map where you know in the new heresy and stuff and even current it uses that old you know to hit and to wound chart where right. i really like the direction gw's are going with the current games such as ninth and titanicus where it's just it's a base roll your guys hit yeah. on threes doesn't matter it's threes it's threes it's threes Right, like that's just what it is. Versus, I'm you know weapon skill four to your three or to your five, and oh man, like it's just it's faster, <laughs> it's just easier, especially for new players yeah. coming in. You don't have to remember this chart, right? Like, which don't get me wrong, it happens quickly because you're using it every fucking phase, sixty percent of every phase, right? Like it's just happening, but it would be easier or nicer for players in a whole if it went away. And it was just flat numbers. You know, and one of the things I think Games Workshop has done over the years is make some things that are player-friendly a better game experience. Not all the time, and sometimes they take too long to do it, probably because they want to sell things, and I don't fault them for that. No, it's true. But they did release this balance update, and this is not something... They used to release facts, but never that were as consistent as this, as targeted as this. Yeah. Um... And so, they, you know, as, as our podcast started off today talking about this fact, they had a couple things that are just fixing game mechanics, which was like kudos for them. The first was they got rid of a rule called bodyguard. Well, they changed it. Uh, now, the rule was if you were next to a unit that had the bodyguard special rule. So normally, like, your, you know, your honor guard for characters yeah. that you could not target your character at all. Uh but people were abusing this. Like, you could chain Celestine and her two dinguses out, like, almost nine inches from a bodyguard unit behind a wall. And so she could never be targeted, and they could never be targeted. And it created feel-bad movements, feel bad moments. And they got rid of that. So Which is that's awesome. awesome. They also severely got rid of uh, LOS, like, non-LOS shooting. Uh, if you don't have LOS, you're taking a minus one to hit. And you get plus one saving throws. And I think that's going to ha hamper, like, uh, some very serious LOS, non-LOS shooting. Um, because, like, when you think about people who have non-LOS shooting, you think of, like, Guard or, uh, like, I guess Death Guard have one tank that do it. I'm thinking, and I guess Tau. I'm thinking Hive Guard for Tyranids, man. Like, that was their thing, firing, like, pretty much living ammunition. And now it seems like they're just kind of getting hooped out of that. Well, Hiveyard didn't get fucked because Games Workshop wants you to buy different models for this edition. No. But uh, they also, they nerfed Indirect. So those two mechanics, they really changed. And I think that's a good sign for the balance update that they're willing to listen to find out like, hey, people don't like this thing. Let's change it. Uh, so that's good. Uh, were you also familiar with the other changes? Like the, the Custodes changes specifically? No. Have you been keeping track of... Uh, like recent tournament wins or anything like that since uh, uh, the LVO maybe? A little bit with LVO and stuff, but it's not as... What's the word I'm looking for? Dedicated, I guess, right? Like, if I if yeah. I kind of catch it in an article here and there, I'm like, oh, cool. 
or um you know i i did watch like the the lvo like final game and it it's like that's like a whole totally different game like that's right cool to watch though right there's a lot of cool gameplay happening and you can learn a lot from watching those guys even a lot of the youtube videos out there so but uh it's just yeah it's i know there's the a lot of ever-evolving stuff happening i just haven't been up to date on Hmm. it well to to keep it short essentially uh custodies and tau were kind of like the 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 overpowering armies and you know they had the newest books other than you know gene sealer cult but uh at any time you look at any one of the lists that won it was either like an emperor's chosen good stuff list or some sort of Tau combination of Crisis Suits and Indirect Fire. Yeah. And both of those got some pretty, pretty severe nerfs. Uh, so again, Games Workshop saw that like, hey, you know what? This is too oppressive. We're going to dial this down. And I think that's good. There is an argument somewhere that people are saying that because of the slow release schedule, if they left the armies as is, that it would be like War Machine and everything would be broken enough that it would balance each other out. But I disagree with that. I think that would be more losses by turn two, more people having feels bad moments. And I like that they are releasing codexes and then toning them down. I think that's something that's good. It It's good to have, I guess, the, I guess, reaction to that. Um, personally, I'd, I'd rather see a bit of a proactive approach on it, right? Like, I know, you know, I, I haven't been buying hard into the game right now. But, you know, when the Dark Elder Codex came out or the, you know, Jukari Codex came out and then you had to buy that Warzone book with additional rules for the oh, Jukari. Oh, the day one DLC, I like, yeah. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, you're already paying 65 bucks for a Codex and now now I have to buy another $50 book. And I was like, that's that ain't cool, right? Like, or the book comes out, it's just red hot. It's got whatever obscene win rate it was. And I was like that sounds awesome it sounds like they're wicked right like very cool but it just gets like you know everything gets addressed after and it's just i don't know the i question the play testing and some of the rules before it hits production because it's just it seems to be very reactionary right like i don't know yeah well i don't think that uh you know people say they're play testing here's a hot take i think that that play testing only exists as advertising I think they have people who they call playtesters. They give them access to the books. Those people play the games. Even though they sign, you know, NDAs, they still tell all their buddies, hey, man, like, this is what you want to buy. And those people go out and they buy the models. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why, if you're looking at some of the stuff, even before a codex comes out, it's, it's sold, sold out, out. Yeah. everywhere. I think that's all it is. And, you know, all you know, you occasionally hear rumors of, like, the playtesters saying they didn't listen to our recommendations. Yeah. I don't... I don't. I don't think there ever really was any intention to play test. Never know. <laughs> Never know. I guess. Never know. It's. Uh, I, all. All I know is uh, I'd. I'd like to be on that list to get the cool new stuff. I'll sign an NDA just so I can read it. <laughs> right. Like. I'll, I'll sign an NDA today. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Just let me check out the cool shit. <laughs> That's all. Give I me the do. Gorilla Games miniatures where I can take your codex and I can have an awful two-hour video every three weeks of me reading it on YouTube. Where I can make money off the views. Where where do I get that? Uh, yeah, I'd like. I want that. that. All right. Um, you mentioned that like playing those guys at the top tables is like a whole entirely different game. Yeah. So I've got a game for you. Let's play a game of Would You Rather. 
Okay. So here's the gimmick. Uh, it's for a million dollars, but only if you win. So you want to take your best odds. Okay. Do you know who Richard Siegler is? Yes. All right. So as if you do, if you're if you're listening and you don't know who Richard Siegler is, he is the most winning Warhammer player of all time. Uh, he is the Tiger Woods of Warhammer without the sex scandal. Uh, so, would you rather play Richard Siegler in 40k or fight Mike Tyson in boxing? For a million dollars. For a million dollars. If I win. Mm-hmm. I'll go with playing Richard and Warhammer just because I can make dark packs with the Chaos Gods and I could still come out on top. <laughs> Where with Mike Tyson, I'm, I'm probably going to die. He's going to punch my head through my asshole and I'll probably die. So He's old now, though. He's slow. You're young. No, you're you're fit. No. You've been working out. So, so you know when you're in the heavyweight category, and I'm talking 200 plus, those fights can't last that long. Like after 30 seconds, I I guaranteed trying to swing with Mike, I'd I'd probably be gassed, and then he'd be gassed too. But his punches hit a lot harder than mine. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, I'm gonna fight Mike Tyson. Oh my! Because I know I I cannot beat Richard Siegler. There is no dice. There is nothing else that's going on. If he only rolled ones and twos, and you're like, bro, your dice suck. Here, roll mine too, man. And he's still rolling ones and twos, and you're like, the dice just were against you, bro. I I will I will never be good enough at this game to play at his level. I mean, I don't live in a house with seven other Warhammer people. Uh, I don't I don't professionally do it. It's it's unattainable. I'm I'm fighting Mike Tyson, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that Mike has had so many concussions that, like, one more punch is what doesn't. Bold. Bold. I'm hoping maybe I get to bite his ear off, you know? Yeah. All right. Would you rather... Go, go with God. Go with God. <laughs> That's all I say. <laughs> Would you rather play unbalanced Ninth edition, so, like, the codexes as they were written mm. uh, in all their glory, so, you know, Dark Elder before nerfs, Tau before nerfs, unmitigated orc buggies uh nine void weavers or seventh edition death stars i'm talking the invisible uh conscript blob with space wolves and a whole bunch of oh, other stuff in the librarian conclave that whatever i'm talking the 32 star. bullshit and yeah yeah well you know what i'd probably uh, against your current marines army for a million dollars I don't miss the shenanigans in 7th. We've had a fair share of that in Heresy as well. There are Death Stars, believe it or not, still. But um, I'd probably go with the Broken Ninth, man. Okay. Okay. Only because... Well, uh, okay. I've got my Marines, right? But I do have a full Dark Elder army right over there. New on sprue, new on sprue, and I didn't buy it to be a bandwagon jumper. With if you are cool, I don't care, and if you aren't, hey, props to you, I don't care. I've wanted to play him since third, okay? I just never did. And when all the new models came out and they're on plastic and combat patrols were dropping, I was like, wow, looks so cool. And then it was like two weeks of internet rage, of like so broke, you know, such wow. And then I was like, fuck, you know, I just kind of. Didn't want to play them because they were too hot, 
you know. You don't want to be that I'm guy. I'm not that guy. Yeah. So I just, you know, I'll wait, wait for the book to cool a little bit. And now I'm with Marines. So that's, that's fair. Yeah. All right. You're going to play the unbalanced science stuff. Okay. So you're, you're fighting Richard Siegler. Uh, you're playing against nine void weavers. Okay. Nice. Last one. Uh, you can have two wounds for chaos space Marines, but you have to play against the up and coming Tyranids who are supposed to be the most broken thing yet. Or you get the old one moon broke ass bitch chaos space Marines. Uh, but you got to play against like dark elder at the start. You know what? I'll go with my two wound chaos Marines because I feel that there still are good tools to use in the codex. Uh, Chain Lord. Chain Lord's always fun. He's not as crazy as he used to be. I think because it's now exploding sixes instead of fives whatnot. Yep. But that's that's fine. There's there's little things, little tweaks. Abaddon is still a beast. Uh, very cool. You know, I, I, I like my Chaos Marines. I have a soft spot for them. So I, I really think uh, G-Dub, the man's been keeping us down. Because a long time ago... I remember when the Chaos decks did drop and Chaos Space Marine players were like kicking ass. They were starting to win tournaments. And then Marines got another codex like shortly after and it kind of flipped that balance of power. But Chaos players are, they're tactical. They, uh, they've been getting the short end of the stick in Warhammer for so long because Games Workshop is afraid of that Chaos Codex, that 3.5 edition one. That was like yeah. God mode, which... We don't oh, need... you're talking like 1998, dude. The golden era. Uh, I've I've played against that book. It was gross. There was a lot of crazy shit that could happen. I remember, but we don't need that. We just need that light, and it'll be fine. Just give me a light version of that, right? Like really cool, flavorful stuff. I'm gonna be really <laughs> sad when Chaos Space Marines eventually get their second wound. And you know they they could have done it this last week in the balance update, but they didn't. They chose not to. I'm going to be sad, but only because I won't be able to make memes about it anymore. It's true. It's true. It is feeding the meme, the meme train. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'll, I'll poke fun at the chaos players for then. I'm sure that directly after uh, they get two boons, Marines will get three. Already, and then we can laugh about that. For two they already years. have three. God damn it. Just play a Gravis <laughs> army, which that's the thing too. Um, it's obscene. You know, I, I keep looking at all these different builds and I was like, so I'm, I'm running my executioners. I'm playing out of the Imperial fist book, which from everything I've read online competitively, it's pretty much hot garbage. Yeah. It's, I, it's trash. I, I don't see it as that. Cause like my exploding sixes have been awesome. Uh, ignoring cover. Awesome. I've been throwing out tons of volume of firepower in, in the games I play. And I'm like, man, I've been rolling so many sixes. This is great, right? Like, it's just seems to be working quite well. Um, but I just, yeah, gotta. Yeah, the thing that they don't <laughs> have see. that, that uh, makes other armies good is army-wide four-up invul. Mm-hmm. Right? When you have that, you're good. Like, think Crusher Stampede. The new Tyranids can do that with a Synaptic Imperative, uh, Custodes. Uh, Tau have that because of drones. 
Like that that army wide four up involved that you can't have all this AP against. That's what makes a good army. And regular space marines, they don't have that. They can get that light with black templars and their yeah. oath or whatever it's called. And that's why they're the best space marines. I, but at that point though, like if everybody had a four up in Vaughn, it that's like fifty fifty rules. Does it kind of? Do you feel like it would take something out of the game, something tactical? Because then it's just volume of fire. Well, I think that that's what the game kind of is, and I think that it does take something out of it, and I think that you're right. It is volume of fire. That's why Tau has been so successful. Yeah. Uh, that is why the Void Weaver spam was so successful. Imperial Fists were coming uh, back. <laughs> if you're coming back. Um, and if everything has a 4-up in, well, again, I say, let's go back to the old AP system. If you want people to roll certain values for their armor, give them that armor. And let's dial down the AP. But that is a uh, another conversation. Yeah. Uh, you actually have mentioned, uh, you know, a few times now, you've played a few games in ninth. Yep. Let's let's chat about that for a sec. Uh, you've played what, like six, seven? No, like four. 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 Okay. A couple games at the St. Albert Club, a couple games at your house. Yep. Uh, what's your spread? What have you gone up against? I've fought custodies uh black templar and that's pretty much it i think oh and necrons i have fought necrons too okay that's it so you fought uh some power armor some extreme power armor and then some undead robots that sometimes get back up yeah what was the most fun out of those three things um most fun I have to admit, uh, playing pow other power armor, like playing the Black Templar, was a lot of fun. Um, one of the be like the most fun games that I had was the uh, almost most recent game was against the Custodies. Believe it or not, there. Uh, okay. It was a game where I was I was rolling really hot. Uh, Isaac, you know, being very uh, gentle as it, I was just kind of getting back to the ninth at the time, it's letting me kind of make some mistakes and. Uh, not completely like crush me into the earth for it where I got to kind of experience a little bit of each of my uh, units in my army and it was nice um, but I was able to throw a lot of firepower and it I think it might have it caught me a little bit by surprise like there was a lot a lot of stuff I would just focus on one unit until it died and that was right. kind of, that was kind of from my uh, 30k uh, experience right which custodies you just shoot at one squad until it is dead don't bounce around you don't move you you kill it until it's dead that's it it's the only way and it seemed to work it was working out well i was trying to delete a squad a turn which felt decent against custodies anyways um and you know so uh, selecting secondaries is new to you. Yeah, oh yeah. That, other other games doesn't have that. That was twisted shit, man. How do you feel about that as a mechanic for the game? I like well, let's just consider before before we get to that question, yeah. let's consider other 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 types of Warhammer. You know, there's always been a primary and a secondary types. And those have varied across the year, right? Sometimes they're scored end of game, secondary has sometimes been first blood slay the warlord or linebreaker. Then the ITC released their rules and they had this progressive scoring and people seemed to like that because it wasn't just who can zip on to stop at the end of the game. Yep. Then they released another thing 
where you kind of got to pick secondaries based on what your army was good at. Now, it was never balanced, and it was always a horrific mess because some were obviously a better choice than others. And that has kind of led us to where we are now. Okay, so again, secondaries. Like them or hate them? I like them. There's a but here. But. Well, the the but is for new players, um, it can be a bit of a mind twist to try and wrap your head around everything. I know a few of the guys uh, when we started our slow grow 40k uh, group, they immediately just jumped to the Tempest cards. They okay. you you randomly draw. It's like the old tactical objectives, right? You got three in your hand. Yeah, you old tacos. Them, I love tacos. Burn them pull another one i was like wow that seemed really easy and then you know ted and i we were uh, playing legit secondaries and there was a lot of action going on you know it was my third game using them and i'm like well now i know oath of moment all the way and uh he didn't take oath of moment that one game and i like questioned him. i was like seriously man he's like no i don't think i need it and after the game he's like yeah i'm taking it forever and i was like yeah that's kind of seems to be the way but it's just, yeah, the secondaries add a lot uh, to the decision-making. Not only am I trying to play a mini-game before the game even starts with the opponent, I'm trying to not give up all these secondaries as well. And it makes it right. very interesting. Like, 40k kind of feels like I can play it by myself... I'm just setting up on the table with you trying to weather the storm and I'm just trying to, I can build my army just to score. I don't actually have to really interact with you that much. I just have to score my own shit that I can do. And if you try and fuck with me and, you know, take away my scoring abilities or my secondaries, then that's how you can kind of interact with me all the way to, I can be in your face and just, totally going relentless on the opponent trying to score as many as you can too like it's it's got a really cool range of options i think so yeah i would uh i would agree with that sentiment uh when when ninth first came out i was playing a lot of sisters and at that time i was playing secondaries uh, engaging all fronts so points are through being in corners this is before it got changed um the original uh deploy scramblers which was kind of like knockman data also not very interactive uh, and then I would take a third one, and I can't remember what it was, but it was equally fucking, I don't even need you. I'm just here to, I'm playing tic-tac-toe. Yeah. Uh, and that felt bad. Like, this this non-interactive stuff for secondaries feels bad. One of the great things about ninth, I think, is that objectives are generally in the center, so you're kind of forced to play to the middle. Yeah. Uh, which forces, like, a contest, a king of the hill, if you will. And I think that makes for good game design, because you're forced to interact. Um, have you gravitated towards so you said oath a moment yeah. you're gonna play that that is marine's bread and butter you're yeah. and now with armor of contempt you're a little bit more durable to go sit in the middle so that's cool what else did you gravitate towards um raised banners are pretty it's pretty good to you know <laughs> capitalize on the stranglehold i've learned try to do stranglehold on odd number objective uh, missions five Right, five is usually the one, not the six. And um, from there, what was it? I want to say it's grind them down, try and kill more than you get killed yourself. Yeah. So those are the ones I've pretty much been uh, playing around with for the most part. Would 
if you were to go back, would you play a, a secondary like grind them down into custodies again, or is that not worth it? Because you're not going to uh, kill as many. I don't think it would be worth it against them, only because we were pretty much trading. I'd be like, yeah, man, my army killed that squad, bro. And he'd just, like, fly up and just, and that was it. Like, a squad would just die. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> right? Like, it, it it felt like I worked a lot harder to get those kills. So, but it made, it made mine more glorious, I'll be honest. That's how it felt anyways. That's and I think that's the, the cool thing about secondaries is that you get to see your opponent's army and then you get to pick. So yeah. if 9th edition goes back to those old Death Stars that are invisible and unkillable, you can try to play secondaries that will just not interact with that. Yeah, best, best thing game design. in Heresy was when uh, invisibility went away. They got rid of that. As they should. They should have, yeah. And anyone who's watching the video part, like on YouTube... If you see my mic, it's been moving around. For whatever reason, my little clamp that goes on the table just kind of like, kind of broke. I just watched like my mic slowly kind of like creeping out of the picture. And I was like, oh, what the fuck's up with that? Grabbed it and yeah, it just, it just broke. So I'm holding it, trying to uh, not move it around everywhere. But just, yeah, bear with me. Now that you've uh, you're a veteran of six games, you've mastered secondaries. Yeah. You're well on your way to to painting. Yeah, you have decided that uh, the Iron Note Imperial Fists are the way to go. Are you going to sign up for any of the up and coming tournaments around here? Uh, probably. There's a few. There are a few. Probably nothing crazy. Um, if I get my painting all done, which it, it's it's coming along. Uh, I might be interested in doing maybe like a one day kind of dealy. Um, myself, I just I'm not I'm not at the skill level to spend a lot of coin for any two day events. And I, more importantly than my skill level, I don't want to be that dude. You know, um, kind of fumble fucking through my codex. I I don't want to be that guy for the opponents, right? Like when I play and I actually right. commit into these events and stuff, I try to be the player I would like to play again and again and again. And I think my, my personal thoughts, not having that um, experience with the codex yet, where I actually have to, you know, flip back and forth or I'm doing, you know, the battle scribe thing. I just, no, I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I want it to be very much um, memorized like it is for me in heresy and i don't even have to look at the list i just i know what my stuff does i know what the ap is uh double checking doesn't hurt because let's be real sometimes there's a little haze and you forget just minute shit but for the most part yeah i'd, I'd want to make sure i have my my codex down pat and the rules down pat before i jump in so that's fair that's you know that's maybe that's uh gentlemanly of you because I've had to play new players at tournaments before in the past, and like maybe you don't go to time, and uh, they're always like they got a second guess or they're looking up uh, an app for something every other turn, and it's like, yeah, thanks, dude, come on, like is this the best place to be? Yeah, uh, and I think. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There, there, there is. Sorry to cut you off there. There, no, there no. is merit for the white hot experience of the battlefield for sure. Sure, baptism by fire, if you will. But I yeah, just. For the for the events when you're paying, you know, good coin, 60, 100, yeah, whatever. like any substantial, 
and especially there's like you know some podium finishes uh for best general and stuff like that like i just yeah i i don't want to be the guy who's holding it up for people i want to be i want to be a contender right so i just figure yeah it's not not my place i'll come check it out i'll watch it all day because i i learn stuff by watching the more experienced guys play all right even just listening to how a lot of people uh have been playing um there's guys who play with intent right so they're narrating what they're doing my tent is i'm going to move here i'm going to need you know a nine inch charge you agree yeah okay cool it's just that style of play is really kind of uh been something i've been trying to do a lot in heresy so i want to huh. continue with that habit and use that in ninth as well i, I just feel it makes for not only better less gameplay gotchas. But less gotchas and more communicating with the opponent right because he'd be like well i don't know like can you think you can do that and you're like well this is my my you know my idea my process behind it and they're like oh yeah okay okay that totally works right like it's just i think it it's good for everybody to kind of walk through it right and i don't really think it takes that much time away from your turn yeah 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 i had a, a game the other like maybe about a month ago now where i thought i was playing by intent but then my opponent is like oh yeah your wave serpent is eclipsing that piece of terrain three millimeters so i'm going to shoot it and i was like well like my intent was that it was behind the terrain and the terrain is obscuring he's like no it's it's there and i'm like oh and i felt real shitty about that i was like that is yeah not the intention of that so i think playing by intent is definitely the way to be it like you know you you're deep striking your guys and saying my intent is that they're 9.000001 right yeah. and then you go to the charge phase and like what if they're actually 10 when they could have been nine I mean, the optimal gameplay is to put them nine. And if Buddy says, oh, you rolled a nine, that's a fail because they're a little bit further. That could have been avoided by just playing with intent. Yeah, and that communication is so key, uh, especially for optimal turns or phases, just even uh, actions, right, within the game. I think that's, uh -huh. a, that's a big, uh, I think that's a big thing. People... Uh, people are really good at doing i think it's just sometimes we forget because we're you know so caught up in the moment of rolling dice and playing sure if you set yourself up to do everything to do your action and then you don't declare it but your intent was to declare it as long as no game state has been changed as a result of it i say take it yeah well, but i, I guess it. maybe that's not maybe that's not you know the most hardcore tournament experience no we'll see maybe, maybe that'll change it's true. It's true. My my biggest thing, and it's funny that this is kind of coming up. My biggest thing with events, and it, it always has been, is I don't want to win because you fucked up. To be like, say it straight up. I don't want to win because yeah. you made a mistake. I I want to win because I'm a better general, because I outplayed you right like you made better decisions made you better, better list made yeah. better decisions i synergized better i you know I, I i i just you know read the tactical flow on the battlefield better i i like that not where like the guy moves his land raider out or whatever assault vehicle is equivalent for your army you guys jump out cool assault phase you forget to assault that one unit just assault like whatever man i know what you were gonna do like i'm not there to grease you out of it's like, oh, you never did it. Oh, I'm gonna gonna punish you now. No, no, come on, bring it on. Like, there's a reason why you're salting. It's probably because I'm letting you, or I want you to, or something, right? Like, I I think with playing 
these types of games long enough, you can kind of read the table quickly. And my, myself, I don't get in the combat unless I want to get in the combat. Um, unless the guy makes the Hail Mary boxcar charge. Like, I'll, I'll be very yeah. careful of trying not to let myself get charged. So it's just, yeah, man, if that's what your intent was to do, do it. Like, I'm, I, I'd rather win on, like I said, just kind of uh, generalship versus uh, gotchas. So. I like that. It's time, it's time to make a new event where uh, the core rule is uh, you play with intent. Yeah. Um, there are a couple big events coming up around the Edmonton area. Uh, the first hosted by Gamers Den is called Nemesis, and that is the first week of June. I think June 10th through 11th. Um, there's still lots of space in that. Now, it's they're kind of coming off a controversial finish of their old event because they were considered a little bit light on terrain. So there are some St. Albert guys that have signed up for this. I am considering signing up because their players pack promised um, more terrain. And they, they said they've learned from their last event. And I want to see if that's the case. Um, it's $60, two days. So that's your standard fare for event. Um, you know, I'm always open to, to seeing people have identified a problem. Can they fix it? Let's try it out. Yeah. Uh, and I think my Eldar will be painted and ready to not only try to win a best painted, but a best general. Very nice. <sighs> Following that, there is the, as they have self-called it, Edmonton's premier 40k event, Hometown 40k. Uh, this event started about just the year before COVID, maybe the year before that, um, held by a couple guys from the Hobby Night in Canada podcast. That podcast is no longer running, but it, there's like a hundred and some episodes if you're an avid Warhammer podcast player that would like to listen to that. It's pretty good stuff. And uh, their, their claim to fame for these events is that they're catered by local restaurants and there's an open bar. The shtick is, the event's a little pricey. It's a, it's a hundo. It's a clean hundo dollar bill. One brown bill. <laughs> That's a lot of money for five games of Warhammer. It is. It is. When, like, now, you know, myself being, uh, uh, you know, event organizer and attorneys and whatnot, when you have the caveat of there's meals and drinks involved, probably averaging, I'd say, you know, 15 to 20 bucks, a day for a meal and you know beverages you're still only not if you break it down that way you're still only paying 80 bucks for five games which is decent right like that seems decent to me 15 ish dollars per game um the prize pool i remember reading the pack it sounds pretty extensive so uh, yeah I, I i'm excited to see what it's like i'm i won't be signing up to play in it but i'd like to go check it out um i'm always interested so, uh right? They have 32 players signed up or, or ready to sign up, and I think they almost sold out. Mm -hmm. And the little birdie told me that they're going to like open up 10 more spots if it sells out. Nice. So, you know, with a potential prize pool of $4,200 to pay for their kegs, their food, uh, trophies, I think that there's a lot that could happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm only going because other players from Edmonton said the last one was just the most amazing tournament experience it was. Now... I think my LVO ticket was less than 100 bucks, or around there. So I'm I'm open to see if they're going to provide you know that level of service. I hope I hope it is. And if that's the case, I'll go back every year. Yeah, 100 bucks is a lot of money. It is. Well, I'll try it out. I'll try it out. It is. I I have heard good things about um, previous mm -hmm. events from some of the other players in the community. So uh, that said, you know it. 
if it is what they say, it sounds awesome. It really does. So that is that's the gimmick, right? Um, it, it has a good reputation. It's run by people who have a good experience running stuff. Tom's yeah. done a bunch of stuff for Out of the Basement. Uh, Steve is probably the most famous like painter around Edmonton. I think he's won the Renaissance Award twice at the LVO, which is awesome. Maybe not the most famous because we have a couple Golden Demon winners around here. I think Tom's even won a Golden Demon. Um, so you know they got a a, a deep bench and. Uh, a lot of excitement behind that so yeah. I'll, I'll i will play i will let you know how that goes and uh, we can chat about that absolutely yeah i'd like to just hear all about it right and if, if i can um i'd like to go check it out personally like it's it's nice to look at other events even if you can't attend or you choose not to attend as a player it's always good to just check out what you're missing because the energy and the hype in these in these events um it's hard to describe, right? It's like legit electric uh, atmosphere. It's almost the reason why we do these hobbies. Yeah. When you finally get to go to these events, see all the other armies, play some games, try to win something. Yeah. I think both of us actually played an event recently, right? You did a Titanicus event? Yeah, I did. Yes. Uh, did you play or you just run? I, I, I did play. I was uh, I was running the event, but I also uh, played as We Are Odd, um, which was nice, right? I wasn't eligible for prizes or anything, but... Um, it was just so we had odd players or even number. Right, of no one's and... paying to get a buy kind exactly. of deal. Exactly, I, I, I don't like that. So, um, it was really good though. Everyone had a good time. Uh, we uh, busted it out at Red Claw. Uh, the prizing was awesome. Um, it was good because there was a lot of attention uh, being thrown at our tables that we were playing. Titanicus being the game that uh, everybody plays or everybody has but nobody plays. Or you don't really the see. best game that nobody plays right. is what people describe it as. Yeah. So there was a lot of people checking out the game itself because they they've never seen Titanicus before. They've heard of it. They see boxes of it, but when you've got eight players rolling and there's terrain on all the tables, everything, the best part of it, uh, everything was fully painted. This was an optional um, requirement just because it's new. It was a fresh system. We wanted to have the opportunity for everybody to come and play. So they didn't feel like, oh, I'm not painted. I can't come. Like everyone was included, but everyone showed up painted, which was awesome. You think that for Titanicus, they'll ever release uh, like Xenos factions? I hope they do. They're doing it. They're doing it for Aer uh, Aeronautica. And it's the same scale. And I've heard rumors that it's all supposed to be a connected game. Like eventually it'll be like War Thunder where you've got Titans You've got, you know, aircraft. It'll, it very well could roll into, like, a 30k epic kind of game. Like, I okay. I hope they do bring in Xeno uh, races. Even though, you know, Titanicus is strictly the Horus Heresy part of it. There's a lot of stuff that happens. And including all these other um, factions that you can play and opening up the player pool. Massively throwing the doors open, I think would be a lot of fun. So... If uh, they bring Eldar into Titanicus, I'll jump in immediately. Like, release day. I'll drop 500. Very nice. I like that. Rules, never played it, don't care, I'll play it. That's that's my commitment. That's when I'll do well, it. GW heard it here first. Uh, bring it out. <laughs> he'll, he'll throw 500 bucks at you. I mean, I'm not the only one. There's got to be other oh. fucking uh, nerds there'll, who, there'll who do lots. the same thing. There'll be lots. That's like the forbidden... If they ever come out with 
Battlefleet Gothic in like a new plastic scale. I'd I'd, I'd buy it too. Yeah, pro- I'm up. probably getting like a line of credit. I want it all. It's gonna be gross. <laughs> so, sorry, Molly. Yeah. We're uh, we're into Battlefleet Gothic now. It's over. Yeah, it's. Are you playing or not? Right, like that's basically all you need to know. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Just yeah. yeah, jump in. Yeah, you got to hit her with one of the would you rather's. Would you rather play Battlefleet Gothic or box Mike Tyson? You know. Yeah. Knowing her, she might box Mike Tyson. She, well, she might actually, and she, she, you know what? She'd probably fare a little better. Probably than fucking me. win. <laughs> fare better than I would. That's for sure. Uh, I think. Question for you: This this tournament that you had ran. If you were playing it for serious, do you think you could have won a prize? Do you have the Titanicus chops? I think if I was going to win a prize, it probably would have been the painting one. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm I not bad at the game. Uh, the list that I built wasn't really meant to like kill and win. It was a very fun, like all-around fluffy kind of uh, army. That can still do a lot of damage and perform well, but um, sure. for me, it's I just like the atmosphere of the game. Um, Rolling dice is good. I really like the painting aspect of it, though. I went really hard on these uh, Legio Kratos models, and I, I feel like I've done uh, I've done them proud. So it's funny you mention that because I went to the Red Claw tournament. I think was the next weekend. Full auto, I think it was. Uh, full yeah. auto it was called, yeah. And you know, shout out to Red Claw because their their tournament space is just incredible. For for running events, you can do it cheaper there than anywhere else, right? It's true. You don't got to pay for hall rentals. They already have the space. They got the terrain. They got snacks and drinks. They got supplies. They have staff who can pull up a fact. Yep. Like great space. Uh, and I also did not. I wasn't running it, but I did not go to try to win best general. I brought a fluffy, exceptionally well painted sisters list, hoping for a, a best presentation trophy. And I went one and two. I uh, lost my first game to my buddy Scott and his Admech. And it was a case of like, uh, we looked at the table deployment and their terrain was good. Uh, it was a little too far up the middle though. And I said to him after deployment, okay, we're going to roll. And if you get first turn, it's over. And he got first turn and it, it was pretty much over. Just because I wasn't able to get out of line of sight. Or he was able to move into line of sight. And those Admech infantry just tore my... You know, then non-armor of contempt sisters to shreds. Uh, I won game two against a Necron list. Uh, Necrons are not very good. It was about an even power balance between like my fluffy painted force and his uh, Necron melee force. And then I actually had a lot of fun playing game three. It was a Tyranid Crusher Stampede list. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, except Daniel was playing uh, the the Herodin Herodin which he likes to call the Harry Dan. And it's like this fucking dragon. And then a couple oh, other the monsters. the World one, right? Yeah, the yeah. massive thing that I'm afraid to ever assemble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was the center of the entire fight, right? Like Celestine and the dragon duked it out, the dragon won. Some other battle sisters tried to tie the dragon up. It didn't work. Uh, he ended up winning by like one point, and it was one of the best games I've played in a long, long time. Uh, so I didn't end up winning best general, but I did take home a best painted trophy. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. Sometimes I wish there was more support for like an event somewhere where it wasn't uh, like a generalmanship that was awarded. That wasn't the entire goal. The goal was to bring like a fluffy force yeah. 
and like try to win, but you know, don't win because you brought nine void weavers or like the most meta shit, you know? It you can eliminate a lot of the gaminess if you get rid of that podium finish. So if you like there's no best general, you can win all your games, you can crush every opponent, but it doesn't win you a prize. It takes the wind out of a lot of people's sails. Not in a bad way, but it just oh okay. Well you know what, I can play lists that I want to play, not lists that are just optimized and good. That are like cookie cutter or shitty, right? So um that always has a positive uh impact on events I've found. Um it, it just is nice to play that way but it's also you know back and forth it is nice to be able to uh you know flex the muscles a little bit and uh everyone bring out your hammer list right i'm gonna swing my list as hard as i can at you and you're doing the same thing and immovable up force and you know unstoppable object kind of hit together and when it smoke settles that's who wins right those are fun too so Yeah, I think that uh, three years ago I would have disagreed with you and I would have said that any any event without a podium finish is not an event at all. Yeah. But I'm almost craving something like that where you can go to it and you don't have to worry about playing the most OP shit, the most meta shit. You can worry instead about having fun. Yeah. Ultimately, all of these games, no matter what game we're playing, 40k, Titanicus, 30k, Epic, Aeronautica, is about having fun. It is. That's that's the whole point of playing tabletop war games. It's about having fun, um, having a hobby, and it's the social aspect. I think the one thing that COVID's shown me is it's the social aspect of rolling dice with the boys and girls. Um, but rolling dice with your boys, having laughs, and you know telling the war stories after, where you know you can have chats about it, go for beers and wings after the games. It's a lot of fun. Or while you're playing, such as like at Sega, you can have beer and wings while you play. And the boneless ribs. Boneless ribs that smell awesome. So if you never order them, you will order them. Just order them. Uh, get it out of the way. Everyone else is going to yeah. order them. And an hour after, you're like, well, it smells good. I'm going to go buy my own, I guess. Right? Like, it's just, yeah, it's it's good all around. It is good all around. So gaming is great. The hobby has been one of the best things I ever decided to do. Absolutely. I agree with that. I think that's pretty much everything I had wanted to chat about. No, that's not true. There was one more item. Horus Heresy 2.0. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, for the first time ever, have been eyeing up Horus Heresy. And I tried that pick your legion thing. You did the pick your legion thing, Bill. What'd you get? I got Iron Warriors, man. Did you really, like not even trying to fuck with it? Is that what you got? I, I was trying to get uh, Space Wolves, but a couple of the things that I picked, I was like, mm, ah, this would be more me. And I ended up, yeah, I ended up getting Iron Warriors, which, to my uh, happiness, I made I made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> I tried this thing too, and uh, I ended up getting white scars. And I'm like, no, nah, that can't be right. And I did it again. And I got white scars again. Unfortunately, I am not going to be delving into Koshoro Khan's uh, famous legion. But 
I am considering doing either uh, Empress Children or Dark Angels or the Sons of Horus. Um, it's the it's the paint schemes, and you know I don't I don't want to paint another black army. So like the the Horus Heresy Dark Angels are black, right? They're not green. It's true. So I'm not really into that. Uh, but I am very strongly considering, based on what I've seen for Horus Heresy 2.0, painting up a, a Horus Heresy force. Which is super exciting stuff. Um, there's supposed to be the big drop coming later in the summer, uh, which should be awesome. I think... Those new Marines, right? Those are the scaled up... They're really true scale, right? Yeah, they're... From what I hear, they're the same size as the new Chaos Space Marines, which, compared to Firstborn, is about an eighth of an inch uh, in difference. I have Cork, actually, here with me. A little chunk of Cork. And it's... Yeah, it's that difference basically so if you are worried about a height issue for aesthetics you know slap a little bit of cork down some pumice and some sand and it'll look fine i mixed firstborn with my chaos space marines for ninth and you can't tell it's very easy to cheat that so but the new models should be great um emperor's children dark angels or even sons of horus all three legions are really good. I don't like Lionel Johnson. I think that guy's straight <laughs> up a dick. Um, How is he a dick? What, is, what has he ever done that was bad? We don't have enough time to go over what he's done. <laughs> All right. Um, he's just he's just not, not cool. He's not a cool Primarch. Um, his rules right now are awesome. Uh, but no. I just... Uh, yeah. Pop one moment. What makes him a dick? One thing. Uh, so he doesn't like getting back talked, and there is a point in the story where the Dark Angels fleet, uh, they are in the warp. Gellerfield drops. A bunch of demons start spawning onto the ship, and the lion's like, "Well, man, we gotta fight these guys." They end up finding out that uh, the librarians can actually hurt them, kill them, deal some damage. And Lion's talking about, hey, we should start getting the librarians out, start uh, dealing with these demons. Uh, Chaplain Nemuel is like, hey, you know, there's a edict of Nakia. We're not allowed to use psychers, man. Like the, the, the emperor straight up forbid psychers. So, no, we can't do that. And he's like, well, we're going to do it. And he's like, okay, well, if you do it, essentially, I'm telling. And Lion just turns around and punches his head off. Directly off. Right off. Like, just kills him instantly. Like, falcon punch. Yeah. And he's like, all right, guys, let's use psychic powers. And it's like, but, man, like, that's not cool. You know, like, you can't be doing that. That's heretical shit. That's not a very loyalist thing to do, I guess. It is not. It is not. But that's just one of the things. I just, I'm not a fan of the way he acts in the books. Like, he's still, he's still cool, um, even being a Space Wolves player, right? Like, he's not, he's not the worst Primarch ever, but he's not my favorite, right? He says he's oh, the loyal, other, but he does some, he does some questionable some, stuff. Some weird shit. The other Legion I was interested in was the Alpha Legion. Oh, see, and that's... That legion could be really good. So I found myself staring at all Chaos Legions, right? Emperor's Children, Sons of Horus, Alpha Legion, Dark Angels, 100% devoted to the Warmaster. 
Yeah. And uh, I, I I wouldn't even know how to pick them because when I did that little test, it kept telling me white scars. Well, if it makes you feel better, those legions are pretty legit. They have really good units. Uh, the fluff, the background, the lore, everything. Not to mention color scheme. Uh, you can do a lot of fun. Uh, the, the Dark Angels, even though they're a black army, um, sky's literally the limit for how you can paint them based on all these um, different, like, separate organizations within the Legion. So, right. And, you know, I see they have, like, a lot of red and silver and white. Yeah. Lots of heraldry. You're, you're not really uh, painting black. Like, you are painting black, but it's... Yeah. I think I can't do it because I just finished painting like 5,000 points of Sisters of Battle. Yeah. 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 And which makes me sad because the Dark Angels have some of the coolest models. They they do. They do. I know I know with 2.0 there's going to be a ton of plastic models hitting the shelf. Uh, there's going to be just limitless options. I think Horus uh, is going to be a beast. His legion's probably going to get some really slick rules, I think. Um, so you wouldn't go wrong with that uh, legion at all. Emperor's Children, I think, will also be really, really hot. Uh, Alpha Legion, they're just a cool legion to begin with. So, Well, I encourage anyone in the comments of, of wherever you find this podcast to uh, sell me on a legion. Tell me why I should play the legion you think I should play. And I'll strongly consider it, right? If if you got a, a good reason for why that you think that would be an army for me, send it to me. I'm in. And while you're in the comments, if you want to let us know why Magnus was indeed wrong, uh, please do so. And if you'd also rather fight Richard Siegler <laughs> or Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Remember, you got to win to get that money. You have to win to get that money. So I just... Yeah. Nothing stopping you from Mike Tysoning Richard Siegler, right? There's, there's but... a code of conduct, man. I'll get disqualified. <laughs> I have to find out about that code of conduct first, I guess. Well, if it's the top game for a million, guaranteed they're gonna have like the rope around that table with like five cameras watching what we do. You're, you're... Well, then jump off the top rope and hit him with the Stone Cold Stunner. You're, you're getting oh. caught no matter what. So I don't know. <laughs> Did Mike Tyson get caught when he bit off Buddy's ear? Actually, he did. That's a bad example. He did. He did. Although that right. put the fear into well, him. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I think that's what wrapping us up, for eh? For sure. So thank you again, Arthur, for jumping on with us. It's always good to talk some sweet 40K, and there'll be much, much more coming in the future. Talk more about events and everything as they start coming up. And, uh, yeah, we'll have all the links in the description. So if you want to check out some of these pages and some of the events, um, just, yeah, check it out in the description below. All right, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Catch ya. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.